It's Tennessee Titans talk, and as we record this, boys, the NFL season is underway. Better believe it. We're back, baby. We're back. We're recording this on Thursday night, September 9th, and Tampa Bay, and the Tom Brady's are taking on Dallas Cowboys, and looks like it's <laughs> going to be an interesting game. I watched some hard knocks today to get ready for this game and this season, and I just was not impressed with this season. The Cowboys don't draw a lot of my interest. The first several minutes of the first episode was like all Dak Prescott, all Ezekiel. I've, I've heard that before, blah, blah, blah. But I have to say, um, it did improve. It did get going. Uh, it's the same story every year, right? Guys are living and dying by that cut and, and trying to live their dream. I am officially ready for this season. I know, John and Landon, you guys don't need anything to get ready uh, for this season. Man, so many intriguing things to talk about. We want to talk about the Titans. What has you most excited about this season? I think being able to get back into our element and getting in the stadium, that's what I'm most excited about. You know, our window is right here. This is it. We're living it. So if we're going to do it, we're going to do it now. Just the return of crowds to roughly full size last year started off really slow. A lot of stadiums had nobody. And then they slowly ramped up to end the season. But most stadiums going to be near full capacity with some restrictions. And that should hopefully shift the balance because last year was the best record for away teams in NFL history. Like home, home field advantage was the least effective last year ever. And that also will bleed over into the defense where last year was also the best offensive season ever. So hopefully we see more dramatic home road splits to where going on the road, getting that big win, just feels more important. It feels like a tougher challenge. And we see the return of some defense because I like offense, but whenever a game is a 25-point shootout each side, you kind of lose the luster of what makes NFL football NFL football. Well said. Big fella, your birthday is today, September 9th. Mine is tomorrow, September 10th. I associate the opening weekend of the NFL season with our birthday, and we just had (laughs) some classics. And it's a really – I mean, it's extra special for us. Uh, I'm getting pretty old. I'll be 41 tomorrow. And I was thinking about this today. If it Honestly, if it wasn't for Tom Brady, I would be in that, oh, I'm older than all these guys. Tom Brady is single-handedly keeping me young <laughs> because he's three years older than me. And uh, he's still out there. I mean, just abseiling Landon uh, pregame. It's like, this guy zips the ball. He's just the only thing that's going to take him out. The NFL is an injury that a 45- or whatever year old man is not going to be able to recover from. That is it because the ball has zip. He's so locked in. Man, he is just a marvel. And, big fella, he's keeping us young. He sure is. And I'll tell you what, it's no, like, coincidence. Tom Brady takes care of his body probably better than any athlete ever. You know, we're seeing the results of that. This guy can play into his mid-40s. Like, you said he's 44. I don't think he's re- he's not going to retire this year or next year. I mean, maybe if he wins another ring, but yeah. I don't think he's going to retire until he has to. Right. I, I really don't. No, I mean, um, and why? I thought it was really interesting. I think he was interviewed recently where he talked about, you know, the rules they put on defensive players. And he's, he was talking about how it makes his job easier because normally when, you know, in the olden days when he would screw up, you know, that was on him, you know, putting people in, you know, Poor position and wrong routes, whatever it might be. But now the rules are so strict on the defensive players that he was talking about defensive players are now being responsible for his mistakes and it's helping him as a quarterback, you know, succeed. And he's just like so next level when it comes to quarterbacks and football players in general that it's just, you know, again, it's no coincidence that he's 40, why he's 40 and playing at the level he does. 
Yeah, he is a big part of what makes the season exciting for me. What you guys both said. Uh, this is we're in a championship window if we're going to have one. Fans are coming back, but just it is really cool to be around and watching this guy do something that's never been done before. But to heck with the rest of the NFL. Let's talk about <laughs> our Titans. <laughs> Of course, on Sunday at noon at Nissan Stadium, play the Arizona Cardinals. Really intriguing team. You guys both in our last podcast that we were all together, you guys sort of see this as a layup. Now that we're in the week of, do you still see this game as a layup? Because I don't, and Vegas certainly doesn't. I think we're a three-point favorite. I wouldn't say it's a layup, but since our last full podcast, Malcolm Butler, the Cardinals' number one cornerback by far, unfortunately went on the NFL retired list. Nothing more has come out, but... He's not going to be there week one. So Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, they're going up against Robert Alford, who hasn't played in over a year, and Byron Murphy, who's been just an okay corner. So I think on that point, I understand games aren't one loss based on one or two specific matchups. The sheer advantage we have in the receiving game, they can't stop our passing game, even with a pretty good front seven. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, since they've entered the league, they're number one and number two in sacks, even though they're out of their prime. I still think they're going to be really good. And since we haven't named a right tackle yet, they're going to give us problems. Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons at linebacker are really interesting. But at the end of the day, they don't have any cornerbacks. <laughs> so they're all, our offense, no matter how much right tackle slows us down, how much Todd Bowling struggles in his first game as an offensive coordinator, end of the day, we can just call the most simple pass plays to Julio freaking Jones or A.J. Brown. And we'll get something going. It's hard to imagine, big fella, that that isn't going to haunt them Sunday. I know teams make up for their weaknesses, but we saw what a lack of depth or top-end talent, either one, uh, does for a defensive backfield last mm-hmm. year. He makes a good point. The Butler thing was huge. That was so abrupt. Of course, Malcolm Butler, who played for us and played well for three seasons, he abruptly retired last week. Uh, big fella, do you know anything about that? What brings a guy to do that in – Obviously, do you feel like this is going to be a cakewalk? I don't know much about it. Everything I've seen has just said that it's a, you know personally personal reasons, and that's why he had to step away. He was dealing with a, a personal matter in the age that we're living. Maybe one of his family members had tested positive for COVID, or I don't know what could possibly happen. Or maybe he has a, a family member who's immuno, immunocompromised. He had to kind of step away. Still, prevent- though, to fully retire a week before the yeah. season. I know family comes first, but <clears throat> he'll never get another job from an NFL team, right? Because he has left them high and dry. I mean, no one would trust him again. And I realize there are reasons to retire, but sure. it's still going to be the fact that no one is going to trust him again. Yeah, I mean, I would think that too, but we've seen guys do weird things and get re-signed. I mean, look at Kareem Hunt and his whole thing, and now he's back on a team that's thriving. I mean, if you would have asked me a couple years ago if Kareem Hunt ever played again, I'd say no way in heck. Um, not a chance. Not going to happen. But here he is on a loaded Browns team, and you know, there are guys that end up in weird situations and somehow walk away unscathed and um, you know, I just hope that for uh, Malcolm Butler that anything he's dealing with that he gets whatever help he needs and or that everything's okay, you know, because he was a great player for us and you know, I don't like to see any any player go out uh, you know, out of this sport on anything but their own terms. So hope everything's all right there. Um, yeah, I'm worried about him but, because uh, he played with such passion. I know oh, he, he sure did that lightly. So certainly hope everything's okay. <clears throat> That's what's most important. Well, and but the thing, it's, go ahead. imagine like the road that he has been on to get to the NFL and get to the level he is. Obviously, he's worked so hard to get there. Mysteriously, up and call it quits. Something has to be going on. So, you know, again, 
You got to just hope everything is okay for him and his family. They're an intriguing team. I know uh, with the way they're set up on offense, it's hard to be terrified of them, but they've got weapons mm-hmm. on the perimeter. Atlanta makes a great point. Uh, who I don't know who's going to guard Julio and A.J. Brown. It's going to be a really good feel. Like we said, we're just excited to be at the stadium Sunday. We've asked this a lot over the years. I don't know if I've ever asked for this team, but if you were a Cardinals fan, what jersey would you, Ooh, would you have? I know you and I previewed this last week, or I think it was last week, maybe the week before. And my first thought was Patrick Tillman. He's definitely up there. Another guy I think of is Anquan Bolden. Land, I think Nathan and I can probably both yeah. guarantee we know who yours is. Land's a uh, Larry Fitzgerald guy from way, way back. Yeah, he was only my favorite NFL player when I was like five before I even understood <laughs> what football was. I remember when he got drafted, I was at my coach's house doing yard work for like seven bucks an hour. And then he's like, hey, they drafted Larry Fitz at a pit. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Okay. Man, great story, Big Ball. Yeah, I'm telling know, right? you. It's like a fireside chat tonight with you on your birthday. It's great. Ooh, the um, air was crisp. Kyler Murray, what kind of matchup issues specifically does he bring to our defensive look? What do you feel about specifically Kyler Murray? Well, I hate to invoke their names, but the last time we played a team with a top three rushing quarterback, we lost in the playoffs last year. And Kyler Shh. Murray, fear your runner to Lamar Jackson, but better passer better pocket presence, has better weapons. Their offense down the stretch last year was pretty poor, but they dealt with injuries all over. His pocket presence has consistently gone better, so he's not just running to run. They've reloaded that receiver. They've gotten some interesting weapons in Rondell Moore and probably a washed-up A.J. Green. And I do think we do have the speed to keep up with him, but it's more you can keep up with him if your eyes are on the quarterback, your eyes are on the receivers, and they have some really dangerous weapons. None more than DeAndre Hopkins, who has haunted every Titans fan for the last seven years. <laughs> That's right. True. Big fellow, uh, last week the Tennessee Titans restructured Julio Jones' contract to create $11.2 million in cap space. Basically, they just made it signing bonus they paid up front, uh, added some void years on the back of that contract. When I heard about the $11.2 million uh, that we now have in cap room, I, I could hear your brain spinning <laughs> from Franklin. You reading the tea leaves on this? Are, are we just – is this insurance? Are we – are you dreaming of a big a big swing here in the next few days? Well, personally, I'm kind of waiting to see. Maybe they just went all out and got, got us birthday gifts. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know what. Wow, Maybe our own like golf idea. carts. Our own golf carts for the stadium. I don't know. Well, I, I want them to recreate that giant <clears throat> fire in the um, end zone two years ago. That's, <laughs> that's what I want for my birthday. I want something dangerous that could have killed us all, you know. I would, I would imagine it would be expensive to do that on purpose, but that, that's my wish. Yeah, that's a, it's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know. We could have you all know, died that day. I mean, I'm just saying. We, we that could sucker have. That blew was, up before we knew it was that. It was like, that could have been it. That was huge. And all, I mean, you know, that's why no NFL team is allowed to use pyrotechnics anymore. It's kind of great. You know, that's our that's our stamp on modern NFL history. That's our gift to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. I don't know. I, I could see a couple ways that the Titans could use this money. We could obviously save it for a bit as the season goes on. When players go on or off COVID or injured, we can use that money to sign some guys off the street. guy I'm thinking of is Geno Atkins. I would love to have him in two-tone blue. You know, just anywhere we might, anywhere we might need help. Another thing that we can do is maybe we start restructuring guys like, or, you know, contract extensions. Maybe A.J. Brown comes up, um, you know, before the end of the year. Maybe, maybe Jayon Brown gets an extension. I'm trying to think of other guys that would extend, and ben I don't know. I don't know that AJ Brown's eligible for an extension yet. And why would they do that at this point? But we did this kind of 
at one point last year and we didn't spend the money but well this would um, be his this is his third year so i mean i think he's eligible in the third year right and you know he he was a second round pick so we don't get that fifth year option yeah so i could see that happening i don't know if it will be great but Um, yeah i mean i think all titans fans would rejoice (laughs) oh of course uh landon what what's what are their options with this money I think they're just going to hold on to it for, like John said, later in the season. Just with the COVID offseason and how many interesting veterans are on the streets, especially at premium positions, I'd expect around week five, week six, we start seeing some of the bigger names that are still free agents start signing with teams. They duck the early season. They find out which teams are the true contenders, which teams can give them a role, and they'll go ring chase. Richard Sherman is out there. Geno Atkins, like John said. Mitchell Schwartz at right tackle, even though mm. he might be done because he lost a ton of weight from his surgery. But there's some really good players out there that are going to ring chase. And if, you ha- if we have the a couple extra bucks to swing them our way, why not? And we restructured Julio Jones' contract. He's going to be here the whole time. So it's not going to be a Carson Wentz situation where this guy might be good. He might also be off the team in two years. And we're paying him $20, 25000000 million. We have to dump him. It's Julio Jones. He's going to be a good NFL receiver for the rest of his contract. They announced the captains uh, a few days ago. Simmons, Tannehill, Henry, Kevin Byard, Brett Kern. No surprises. Simmons is in a position in his third year. Whether you're a leader or not, they're going to try to push you towards that. But honestly, especially this offseason, this training camp, he's been a vocal guy. He's talked to the media, and he seems like he's actually – I know we're not on the team. We're not there every day, big fella, but it seems like he – has number one taken that role and number two he he's a natural fit for that role uh what do you think of the captains obviously we're missing um my favorite player Taylor Lewan. what do you think of that and do you think Simmons he's going to be the most talented player on this defense uh, he's a captain right for for better or for worse yeah I think they typically like to do two two and one so two offense two defense one special teams so I think if we had to do more we would probably do Luan but how do you overlook Henry and Tannehill right now on offense on defense you know Bayard is our most consistent player on the defensive side of the football and then Simmons I mean the guy commands respect. He's a thousand feet tall and, you know, could literally just crush even me with his bare hands. I would pick him as captain. And then Brett Kern, who who is more battle-tested than Brett Kern? Good grief. I love it. I think it's great. I think they're great picks for captains. I think they embody what it is to be a Titan. So I'm thrilled with it. I read uh, an article or an editorial in the Tennessean earlier on this week about how a big beware about how tough this season could start for us or be because um, our offensive stars have really not played with each other at all. I, I don't buy that one bit. You see the whole league kind of trending towards not risking anything during training camp or especially in these preseason games. Is that a worry for you? Because I think the fact that Julio Jones and Tannehill haven't had between uh, the lines throws from and to each other, I don't think that's a big deal. Is that something for us to look for? I would say no, not really. And also with Todd Dowling, the offensive coordinator, we won't see some of the more exotic plays that Arthur Smith ran, the more complicated concepts. Tannehill definitely won't have the same chemistry with Julio that Matt Ryan did. But at the same time, Tannehill, longtime NFL veteran, same with Julio. These guys are pros, pros. They're smart. They know what they're doing. They may not be like Brady and Welker, Brady and Elliman on the Patriots where they have some telepathic mind meld going on. But they're still going to get it done. And that's all that really matters to me. Big fellow, what do you think about that? Do you read into anything that you actually played? So is there, that guy didn't have anything to write that week? or 
Yeah, are, no. I know. Are, are yeah. they going to be right on? I mean, like Landon said, I mean, these are consummate pros. That they get work in practice, just not in a meaningless preseason game. You know, it's um, clickbait material. You know, they want people to read whatever they can about, you know, any type of possible disaster. Because, you know, nobody wants the calm before the storm. They want to be like, oh my God, I want to wor- I'm worried about Julio. So they can talk at the water cooler about something. You know, having played, I've seen players who have been, you know, fresh on a team and have been the difference. And I think when you talk about a player, kind of like Landon said, the level of Julio Jones, come on. <laughs> the guy is already in the Hall of Fame. Going to be, without a doubt. And he comes to a team that's loaded. I mean, if it were some, like, egotistical jerk, like, let's just say, like, a T.O. coming to be, like, a just a, a drama queen, we might have an issue. But it's Julio Jones. A.J. Brown, he's been a Julio fan forever. Josh Reynolds, you can't tell me he's not psyched to play with Julio Jones. I mean, it's going to work out. We were watching uh, Hard Knocks today, <clears throat> and C.D. Lamb, they showed him at his home. And, of course, he has, like, it looked like in his living room or something a framed Julio Jones jersey. So it's interesting that he is, for this new generation of receiver, he's the Megatron. He's the Jerry Rice for when we were kids. He's the one they all grew up wanting to be like. You're right. uh, Maybe it was clickbait. I myself really like calmness, and (laughs) I don't want anything to be drugged up. That would be great. I always wanted a uh, Harry Potter year at Hogwarts where, you know, no one was trying to kill him, and he could just, like, (laughs) play Quidditch and do his thing. But it's always some drama or craziness, so. And that's what I want. I I don't need drama. Well, you, Guys, you, you did get go your invite to Hogwarts, right? You know, I never got the letter. I would have went. I had the hair oh. for it and everything. I've gotten a scar. Let's talk about matchups. What are you most intrigued to see? Player against player, position against position. Uh, what do you think it, this game might come down to? A lot of times it does come down to a matchup. What's the key matchup for this game for you, Landon? Our secondary versus the Cardinals receiver just... With the added caveat, with Kyler Murray's rushing, is going to make things more difficult. DeAndre Hopkins, how well can we limit him? Can we even live in him? Is it worth limiting him, or should we just play him straight up and try and take away everyone else? Does A.J. Green have anything left in the tank? After watching him last year, I'd be inclined to say no. He's just living off the name brands. Rondale Moore, super exciting second-round rookie. Really just a raw athlete. A mini Tyree kill physically, but not as refined as a receiver. He's a great fit in Cliff Clingsbury's horizontal passing game. How's he looked in the preseason? How's he going to look in the NFL when he's asked to play actual routes against actual NFL caliber corners? Christian Kirk last year had some good stretches. He has good speed. And our secondary is just entirely brand new. Christian Fulton only played five games. He was the star of the secondary in the training camp period. Janoris Jenkins is older. What does he have left in the tank? Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, rookies. Chris Jackson, according to PFF, the worst player in the NFL last year. Their rushing game doesn't scare me at all, especially with our revamped front seven. But can the secondary do enough? Can they keep in front of these fast receivers to not blow it on defense? Yeah, it sounds good to me. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I think it's going to be about our pass rush. And I know that uh, Murray is a running guy, but uh, really to set the stage for the whole season, I'm going to believe us as a, as if these guys we've been excited about show up and play. So that is the big key for me in week one and all 17 weeks. So in addition to what um, Landon talked about, I want to see our other weakness. What I consider to be a weakness is our offensive line. They haven't, you know, had a lot of chemistry because Taylor was out last year. We don't know what's happening at right tackle. Ben Jones, COVID list. Now he's back. 
Nate Davis, COVID list, now he's back. Quietly, this Cardinals team has a bunch of defensive talent up front, and that's what I want to see. I want to see our guys prove that they can protect Tannehill, give him the time he needs. You know, we're welcoming J.J. Watt back into the house. They had a lot of draft capital they used. They got Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. They have Chandler Jones. You know, there are guys that can get after the quarterback, and I want to make sure that we can protect Tannehill and give him the time that he needs. So I think offensive line, that's where my eyes are going to be, you know, in addition to our corners and that talented group of wide receivers that they have. Especially at right tackle, I mean, we still haven't named a starter, and Taylor right. Jones is going to be fully healthy. I know guys play both sides, and you can swing protections around, but Taylor Jones going up against whoever's playing right tackle, thats he's going to beat the brakes off whoever we throw out there. So I'm worried about, so I hope they got an answer. Well, we worried about that, especially in the back half of last season, and we survived, but you're right. Uh, they have an intimidating and deep group there. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think this will be a tough game for us. I think it's going to be exciting. I cannot wait until Sunday. I think all Titans fans feel the exact same way. We've got a fun game on tonight and just all weekend. It's just going to be a blast. Fantasy football is kicking back up. It's just um, this is a great time of year. Hey, talking about tonight, I don't know if you guys have been watching the whole game, but how about the punters? Woof! How often do we talk about punters, but they're playing lights out. I know that first punt was like 65 yards. I don't know. Yeah. Is it that thick, humid air? I don't know what's going on with that. But My I just saw pregame like everyone was just like pouring in sweat. So yeah, uh, I bet it's hot down there. I don't know how that affects the ball, but yikes, you're right. I mean, we saw a couple punts, you know, down inside the five. I thought only Brett Kern could do. Well, it seems like, is it going to turn into like pitching in baseball where everybody throws 100 miles an hour? Like it's with all the specialization and all this, like everybody's going to be like Kern maybe. I don't know, but it, it jumped right out at me. I think punting gets hard when the team's really good and it gets really cold and nasty. So we'll see. I know things change, but give us an injury report for both teams. I know we have our injuries and then we have COVID. So uh, what's the latest that you've heard for the Titans and, and for the Cardinals? So for the Titans... A.J. Brown is already getting load-managed. Titans fans, don't freak out. He was a DMP Wednesday yesterday, but today he was a full go. He didn't have a knee sleeve, nothing going on. A.J. Brown is going to get load-managed, but when it comes to game day, he's locked in. He's going to be a superstar Sunday. Get your popcorn. The only other two players on our injury list were both limited, Chris Jackson and David Long. Both of them were out in the practice field today. David Long still limited. We're all hands on deck so far. Great way to start off the season. And the Cardinals are also all hands on deck. Only two guys limited. Backup tight end Daryl Daniels and reserve outside linebacker Dennis Garrick. Both teams are at full strength outside of Malcolm Butler being out for the year. So this is going to be a good matchup to start off the year. All right, boys. Uh, let's do our predictions. Big fella, Sunday. Who you got <sighs> and by what? I've got Titans 27-17. I've got Titans 35, Cardinals 28. Murray has a big game. Julio has a bigger game. I'll say he goes for seven catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Landon, what kind of season do you think Arizona's up for? Um, Playing a tough division, they have elements, but I think we want to see it before we believe it because we haven't seen a guy that size. Clingsbury got fired from his Big 12 job before he got hired. We – I think there's some credibility issues, but we see, I can visualize how that could go very, very well. I'd give their ceiling to be an 11-6 and six team, which, wow, that, that feels really weird to say, 11-6. and <laughs> six. I think that's their absolute ceiling because, like you say, they're probably the worst team in their division, 
and they're still a decent team. They're just, they're just, just, everyone else is so good. And their secondary, I think, is going to end up losing them several games because really Buda Baker is the only plus starter out there, and it, it's a passing league now. You're playing five, six guys all the time. If you can only trust one guy and everyone else's second-year guys are late-round pick rookies, you're in trouble. So I'd say 11-6 is the ceiling, 5-12 and 12 is the floor. I think they'll end up being an 8-9 and nine team. Big fella, how amazing would it be? This just totally depleted cornerback group does lead to Julio and A.J. Brown just going off Sunday. And we get what we want, <laughs> oh. both get a couple touchdowns. What a great beginning would that be? I mean, that's that's a birthday dream scenario, right? I don't even know how I'd react to that, but uh, it, it's it's something outlandish. I'm sure of it. I mean, that, the uh, dream scenario. So Big Fella got us through his work. He got us uh, tickets to the club level. Uh, we like to see Not even a club level. With the best, this is uh, sweets. The soil, brother. I don't know. I, I do not have a clean tuxedo for that. And we always said we were our matching ones, like for our job <laughs> interviews. But uh, we're we're moving up for the week. We love our people in 331. I think the best fans are right over there. But we're going to do that for a week. We're really excited. Uh, but Big Fella has uh, told me I have to behave, which I do every day and every hour of my life, except when I'm tailgating. In a Titans game, so uh, but I'm excited <laughs> to be there with with that group. But we wish everyone 331 a great first day. We're going to come over there, see Roger and and everybody. We're we're excited <laughs> for that. Just get loud, get to that stadium, get it rocking, cause some false starts on fourth down for the opposing team. Back to it. Right, we're not dropping a banner like Tampa did tonight, but <laughs> they had 66,000 strong. I would love to see. As long as everybody feels safe, I'd love to see just if not a full house. A really raucous one, right? That'd be really fun to to see that energy. We offered Landon our tickets, and he politely declined. Uh, We know that uh, even the the folks that prefer to be at home, yeah, I know, Landon, you're really excited for this game and and this Titan season. Oh, I am for sure, but I'm in college. I'm back in town for the weekend. I'm just going to be hanging out with my mom, my family, most importantly, my dogs. All right, don't 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 tell my mom I said oh, I really too just want late. to see my dogs. You said it on air too late. Well, you said mom first, so it's good. Yeah. And also, like you said earlier, talking about opening weekend, there's nine noon games this week, so I'm gonna have the Titans. Yeah, land. That's on my land TV. in heaven. I'm pulling up Red Zone on my laptop. I am not moving off that couch for three Landon, hours. As much as I love you being at the games with us, there's an extra added enjoyment where you play adam schefter and we get oh yeah you're we amazing get updates at that too, we just text seconds. you and he's a oh yeah <laughs> it's incredible because literally on the t- times he hasn't gone he comes to a lot of games the last several years but it's like what was that call blah 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 <laughs> when we were in cleveland he's texting us like oh yeah incredible yeah we are so, we are spoiled titans fans with landon big fella he's gonna be at the command center and we're gonna be um, <laughs> on the ground and it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome well that's all we have this week huge week we're so excited we're gonna try to be with you every week we'll try to give you a reaction if we're <laughs> if we're Up capable <laughs> of doing that but uh we will and it's gonna be great happy season to everybody uh, happy birthday to the big fella who makes everybody in his life just is better for knowing him. So uh, happy birthday to you, big guy. Happy NFL season to you both. Well, hey, and happy birthday tomorrow to you too. Absolutely. Going to be great. You know what? The best present is a Titans win on Sunday. So, fellas, until then, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.